Hi, and welcome to The Boobie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. And this week we are covering Eat, Pray, Love. Um, and I've titled this one because if it was my memoir, it would be Eat, Eat, Eat. <laughs> like I would just do the three eats. So you would essentially just stay in Italy the whole time. Or yeah, pretty much. <laughs> cool. So the book was originally published February 16th, 2006, and it is a memoir written by Elizabeth Gilbert. It has a Goodreads rating of 3.58 out of 5, and it's 334 pages. Uh, the movie came out in 2010. It's rated PG-13. It's a biography drama romance, and it's two hours and 13 minutes long. So it's pretty long yeah i felt that <laughs> yeah by the end of it i was like all right <laughs> let's wrap it up yeah i mean for once i feel like it is on par with the page count yeah for the book. that's true um, so they do cover most of the book so surprisingly enough this is directed by ryan murphy who huh. is very famous he yeah. did glee he does american horror story the 911s, and he also did the recent um series ratchet mm. um that i love that has sarah paulson in it yeah. so he's it, i just did not get a ryan murphy vibe from this at all so i was surprised when i saw that he was the director well, and i'm curious like how these directors like choose the projects that they work on yeah. like what about this specific maybe he read the book and he really liked the story and he was like i need to direct maybe that. <laughs> i don't know i thought it was interesting though yeah. so the imdb synopsis reads a married woman realizes how unhappy her marriage really is and that her life needs to go in a different direction after a painful divorce she takes off on a round-the-world journey to, quote-unquote, find herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty good synopsis. <laughs> I'd say so. I mean, more things happen. But yeah. yeah, all in all, it's a good uh, overall. So some fun facts. Um, the book actually remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 187 weeks. So Holy I'd say cow. it's pretty good. Um, when did you say this? The, the book was released? The book was released in 2006. Because I feel like I remember being in college. I went to college in 2009, and it was like, a craze and call like everyone was mm -hmm. reading it so mm -hmm. it was probably around the, yeah i mean i don't know about you but at the stage i'm at in my life this book resonated with me i appreciated so it because i've read this book in college i think probably around the yeah. time it came out and i think i related to it so much more now yeah. than i did back then yeah i feel like if i had read this probably in high school i would have been like okay yeah it's <laughs> like when i watched sex in the city right i watched it at an age appropriate time and i was like right. okay i can relate to these women <laughs> sort of right um but yeah no definitely felt that way here um, so Oprah actually enjoyed the book and so much that she devoted two episodes of the Oprah Winfrey show, just talking about Jeez. this specific book, which I was like, that's a lot, but okay. Um, so she actually, uh, the author, Elizabeth Gilbert, d did end up marrying Felipe, whose real name is Jose Nunez, in 2007. Um, we do have an update on their relationship and kind of where things ended, but we won't reveal that until the end of the episode. But you want to listen, because it, yes. it is not it's what not, you think. Yeah, it's not what you expect. Um, and uh, Gilbert actually followed up this book with a book titled Committed, A Skeptic Makes Peace with Marriage, which she released in January 2010. And it covers her life after Eat, Pray, Love, plus an exploration of the concept of marriage, which I haven't obviously read, but um, I'd be curious to know what, what she thought about marriage. <laughs> Knowing where she is in life right now, <laughs> I don't know if I could read that book and, and take it seriously. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this one, again, I feel like resonates probably with a mass 
much more massive mass appeal mass appeal thank you um than than that but who knows if you've read it let us know if if (laughs) that one's good too yeah evidently they didn't make that one into a movie (laughs) clearly not apparently not yet so the movie people don't like it it only has a 36 percent on rotten tomatoes the reviews are very like I don't know what the, the term is, but everyone thinks she she just came across, I guess her story to a lot of people, I think came off more as like a privileged person being able to just pick up her life and go, okay. which unfortunately I think some people, you know, can have that point of view mm-hmm. with, with stories like this. I, I really liked it. I think I would give it higher than a 36%. But I think the one problem with the movie was that it was not positioned as she was paid she, right. she got a uh, a book deal right. in the book to actually go on this trip whereas in the movie she's just like i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go gallivanting. yeah so i think that piece was probably what probably turned people they off a little definitely bit. left out we'll get into it in a little bit but they definitely left out a lot of things in the movie that i think really humanized her in the mm. book and some of the things that she struggled with and yeah. they don't mention like any of those right. in, in the book so the budget for the movie was six or 60 million and probably just travel alone was right. <laughs> a huge part of the budget and then the worldwide gross for the movie was 204 million so it did pretty well um on the front end at mm. least i bet all of those like people who liked the book probably went to see this movie. Oh, I'm so sure. That's what you know got it up yeah. so high. Uh, so a little bit ago, I mentioned that the movie was PG-13. It was actually supposed to be rated R because if you remember in the movie, they do use the word mother effer. Yep. Which right then you have it has to be a rated R. Um, oh, it's a rating of rated R. And I guess uh, Ryan Murphy, the director and the producer ended up being able to um, appeal it and they got it to them to re-rate it just because of that one word. Well, I was, again, having yeah. seen the types of movies that come out these right. days, you're like shocked when other movies aren't rated R. I think yeah. for one mention of Mother Effer, we're okay. Right. Well, and I remember I was when we were watching the movie, it you know pops up their rating and it tells you why. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like <laughs> one of it is like, rear nudity because <laughs> you see butt yeah. cheeks in it That's so funny. um so the uh it, while she's in italy there is a pizzeria that she ends up going to visit in naples and it is an actual pizza place obviously because she talks about it in the memoir um and it's located in naples and in the scene you actually see an old white um a man in white sitting next to her mm-hmm. who is actually um antonio conduro who is the grandson of michelle conduro who is the founder of the pizzeria so So they use some of the family in that scene you mentioned oprah winfrey and how Mm -hmm. she loved this so much so the book was listed obviously as one of oprah's favorite books of all time which is why julia roberts ended up taking it because of oprah i was curious that how julia came to be a part of that (laughs) i mean oprah i mean yeah if oprah loves it clearly it's got to be good you know what i've noticed is like throughout all of these titles that we've done i feel like there's always one little link that links us back to the title we had just done so like this one is (laughs) oprah like there's always something i'm gonna try to point those out as we come across but uh so one of the scenes in india her and one of her friends that she meets ends up going to have um a thumbs up Mm -hmm. soda so it was actually initially a brand of cola in india and it was introduced in 1977 that or by coca-cola but coca-cola ended up withdrawing it from their line or whatever Mm. they ended up getting it back because once pepsi launched they needed something to 
kind of combat it. So you can still buy it. You can buy it on Amazon. So it's technically a Coke product? Yeah. Interesting. But you just can't, like, buy it in the United right. States. My, I love that scene because he's, like, the first rule in India is, like, don't touch anything but yourself. Yeah. Like, That's hilarious. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so the cast of this movie is pretty star-studded. I want to talk about, let's see, there's... Five characters I want to talk about. They have yeah. all either won an Oscar or have been nominated for Oscars. That's pretty good odds. Which is crazy. So Elizabeth Gilbert is played by Julia Roberts, who I adore. Queen. Queen. She won an Oscar for her role in Aaron Brockovich. She was in Pretty Woman, My Best Friend's Wedding, which is one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time, Notting Hill, and probably has one of the best laughs in Hollywood. Totally. <laughs> um, she only agreed to end up actually filming her scenes on location in Bali if the producers allowed her to have her family there during shooting. <laughs> Bali was the one she had an issue with, not India? I guess not. Unless, did, did they actually film in India? I was curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't read anything else that says that, right. says that they didn't so i guess she just wanted her family to have a vacation in bali hey if i Which you have been you have I, been to bali i have been to two of the three uh locations in yeah. this movie um and in book obviously um, which means I just have to go to India now. But it was so cool to be able to kind of see it, not only or read it and, and then see it on screen, because a lot of the things that they talk about, I've kind of experienced right. or like at least seen in some shape or form. So it was super cool. I feel like you had two very different trips in Bali, though, between Elizabeth Gilbert and Well, yeah, I didn't fall in love. So like <laughs> if someone had told me that was the place to fall in love, That's I would have tried harder. That's true. Um, but I thought she did a great job. She doesn't fully look like Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert is blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she's a little more bird-like. Um, you know what I mean? Sure. But, I mean, you can't... If if someone wanted to say, hey, Hannah, who do you want to play you in a movie? I'd be like, and they say Julia Roberts. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm sure Elizabeth Gilbert was very happy to hear that she was playing her. Right. I absolutely love Julia Roberts. I think she has such a, like, like unique and, like, different look to her, but also, like, still naturally beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, she's like, like just, a Sandra Bullock. Yeah. You know, uh, next character is David, who David is kind of the fling that Elizabeth has after she gets her divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, it's played by James Franco randomly. <laughs> um, he has an Oscar nomination for his role in 127 Hours, which Have I've never seen. seen. Oh. No, because I heard he cuts off his hand and I'm like, I can't do it. I mean, like, yeah, but it's still a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. He's I have seen Pineapple Express, though. <laughs> Also Many great. a times. <laughs> Not Oscar nominated, but also No, um, but, and he was in Freaks and Geeks and a bunch of other yeah. stuff. But. I love him. Um, I, I actually do recommend watching 127 Hours. I am always fascinated by someone who can essentially hold their own by themselves in a True. movie that's all about them, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked him for this role. I thought it was good because, you know, he's supposed to be that younger, like, yeah different kind of guy and i think he works for that well and i think he was he he played this role before he got like too kooky i think yeah you know where you could still kind of take him seriously and whatnot well and like kooky by whose standards pineapple express standards (laughs) (laughs) because like there are much more kookier people than is he your favorite franco brother no, Dave Franco. You like Dave favorite. Franco yeah, better? 100%. Yeah. I, I loved James until I was introduced to Dave. Mm. And then now I'm just, I'm all yeah. about Dave. <laughs> uh, Delia, who is Elizabeth's, I guess, best friend. But she also works with her, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's like a publisher or oh, something. Oh, yeah, she like works with her to get her book yeah. signed or whatever. Is played by another queen, Viola Davis. <sighs> Love her. She has an Oscar for her supporting role in Fences. She's obviously in How to Get Away with Murder. Um, she was in The Help that we covered a while ago. She's in Ender's Game, which we'll probably cover at some point. And she's going to be – She. this is weird to me. 
She is playing in a TV show series coming out this year called The First Lady as Michelle Obama. Oh. I do not see her as Michelle Obama. Interesting. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how that goes. I mean, listen, Viola Davis, clearly True. this role proves that give her anything and she'll yeah. act it. Like, oh. And she'll do a good job. Even if there's clearly nothing to act yeah. with, you know? But I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see her in that role just because Viola Davis just kind of has like an edge to her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever feel that really with Michelle Obama. She is kind of more like peaceful. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. I bet you she's going to do a like a lot of research though and maybe even like hang out with Michelle Obama just so she can make sure she nails yeah. the, the role. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. But I liked her. I mean, this role didn't do anything not nothing really so it was actually wasted on her if i'm being completely oh, honest for sure but she wasn't as big i think at this point yeah um, anyway uh so richard from texas is a guy that elizabeth meets while he while she's in india mm-hmm. um played by a guy actually named richard jenkins <laughs> he has an oscar nomination for his role in the shape of water and an oscar nomination for his role in the visitor and he's also the dad and stepbrothers which mm-hmm. we all love never seen that <laughs> How have you never seen Step Brothers? <laughs> because I can't t- stand like stupid comedy and oh, I can't it's stand Will Ferrell. <laughs> so good though. It's so good. Anyways, um, so Richard claimed that the real Richard in in real life um did not have a thick accent, but he felt that it would be distracting to the audience if the character named Richard from Texas didn't have a Texas accent. But I was like, I didn't notice it. Well, and like I'm pretty sure, well. I did the thing where I listened while I read again, mm-hmm. and she definitely does a thick accent when oh. she's speaking huh. Richard's lines. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he did, but. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I really like this guy. I He wasn't what I was envisioning when I was reading him, mm-hmm. but I really like, I really like Richard Jenkins. Yeah. I think he's just a great actor. I think he actor. did a good job. Lastly is Felipe, who ends up um, being the fairy tale man she 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 uh meets in bali is played by um javier bardem uh, and he has an oscar for his role in no country for old men and he has an oscar two oscar nominations for his role in beautiful and before night falls um he also was in the movie skyfall one of the james bond movies and he's going to be in the live action little mermaid that's coming um as king triton Interesting. Yeah. So um, we will be covering No Country for Old Men because mm-hmm. apparently it's a book. They Who all are. Known? <laughs> um, I like him as a actor. I did not think I was. I would never have pictured him as Felipe. So there was actually a lot of criticism behind this because Felipe is supposed to be Brazilian, mm-hmm. and Javier is not. He's Spanish and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Brazilians were really upset that they didn't. Cast a Brazilian for this. Role. Actually, while watching the movie, I looked that up because I thought I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not Brazilian. Yeah. And then I tried to like look up Brazilian actors, mm-hmm. and like nobody was good looking. Well, yeah. So I was like, okay, I get it. If I had to cast, and this is like if this movie came out now, yeah. Um, there's an actor in the series Sense Eight, and I always forget his name, but I'm gonna look it up. He is so good looking, and I feel like he would have been perfect because he can do that thick accent. His name is Miguel Angel. Sylvester, I think that's how you Nailed say it. it. Um, and he's just really Let good looking and like suave. And well, I can't disconnect okay. the. <laughs> Hold on, I'm coming over. <laughs> but yeah, look him up. He's very good looking. This guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I would have loved to see someone like that. Again, I don't if, know if he's if... scruffy enough though. Uh, 
I mean, he's in like a suit and tie there. So. He's definitely also not old enough to have played it when this movie came out. But <laughs> yeah. either way. Uh, speaking of age, though, so in real life, um, Elizabeth's you know, the guy that she mm. meets is he's 15 years older than she is. Um, and Javier and Julie Roberts are actually the same age. <laughs> so, mm. but well, he looked can, older. Can, well, I was going to say, you can kind of tell that they're similar, similar, but you can tell that they kind of scruffed him up even more, I yeah. think in, in this movie, but okay. I, I thought he did a great job. And it was one of those things where you're like, do you think he's hot? I don't know. He kind of has this, like, he reminds me a lot of uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Excuse me? Well, you know what I mean? Like, kind of a dirtier... Yes, like like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's up here. Well, I know, but (laughs) what I'm saying, though, is that, like, he kind of is, like, the one where I'm like, he kind of looks like him. Like, I don't know. I kept going back and forth that I thought he was attractive or not. I personally don't find him, like, totally attractive. Actually, you know who would have been perfect for this is Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Like, he would have been top-notch, in my opinion. Anyway, um, (laughs) I like him as an actor, like I said. Have you actually seen No Country for Old Men? No. Great movie. Totally different type of character, though. And he is so good at that like, huh. weird, strange That's why he won, a, won an Oscar for it. Yeah, 100%. See, you're watching those movies. I'm watching Pineapple Express and <laughs> Step Brothers. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, It's good. We, we even each we other out. We balance each other yeah. out, yes. All right, time for Who Said It. Your first quote is, To find the balance you want, this is what you must become. You must keep your feet grounded so firmly on the earth that it's like you have four legs instead of two. Hmm. Well, I thought it was one person, but now I, d- I don't think this is right. But is it the medicine man from yes. Bali? Kitit. Kitit. Kitit yes. Lier. <laughs> uh, next one. If you sit down with the pure intention to meditate, whatever happens next is none of your business. Mm. Richard from Texas? Yes. yes. I feel like that was a gimme since like meditation, yeah. India, whatever. Anyway, this is a good sign. Having a broken heart. It means we have tried for something. This one's a trick one. That's a great quote, though. I know. I liked it a lot. It's a trick question? Mm-hmm. It's said by somebody else in the movie, but the book. Mm-hmm. I went with the book. Hmm. Let's go with Elizabeth. Mm, it's Felipe. Mm. In the movie, Katut actually says a variation oh. of it when he does his palm reading. But anyway. <laughs> Next one. To lose balance sometimes for love is part of living a balanced life. Elizabeth. No. <laughs> Dang it. Um, it's YN, the um, healer that she meets in Bali, ah, the woman. Yeah. Ah. Last but not least, I am loyal and constant in my love for travel, as I have not always been loyal and constant in my other loves. Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> I actually like that quote uh, most of all, so I had to include it. All right. Your options for F. Mary Kill are Liz, Elizabeth, uh-huh. Felipe, and good old Giovanni, because he was so good looking. I'm kind of sad you didn't bring him up in the uh, cast. Well, I mean, those, those, there were so many characters that were just like flashing the pans in the in the movie. I guess, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they casted Lucas, Lucas Spaghetti. I was like, no, <laughs> not him, not that guy. Um. Okay. Well, I will. I'm gonna kill Elizabeth mm-hmm. because, like. She got to just be a little much for me, you know? Okay. And then I will marry Javier. You mean Felipe? Yeah, Felipe. <laughs> A.K.A. what's his real la- name in real life? Javier Bardem. Yeah. No, yeah. but then like her. Oh, Jose. Jose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I will 
shareable spaghetti with Giovanni. <laughs> a Luca spaghetti? A Luca spaghetti. <laughs> um, I agree with you on Liz, but I'm going to flip flop. I'm going to marry Giovanni because like, did you see him? I know. And I will share a bowl of spaghetti with Felipe. <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti. All right. So, I mean, this the movie pretty much is, you know, broken out into countries. This which is, is best case scenario for you. Best case yeah. scenario. Um, so... We'll get into it. So the movie starts out. Um, she's writing an article. Here, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Don't you think it's kind of weird that, like, this is a memoir? Like, this is someone's mm-hmm. real life. Like, what happened? I mean, we're led to believe that what is written in this book is what actually happened right. in real life. So it just, it, like, baffles me that they can even change anything in these movies. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It was a little bit like that with Into the Wild, but I think the the benefit of Into the Wild was the book was told by... Somebody the, else. By the, by the writer versus, like, his actual right. life. So it was a little different. So it's just... It, it just... It's just weird to yeah. me, you know, when stuff gets changed when it when it's a Listen, true story. Sometimes some things need to be changed for cinematic effect or like wow factor. Sure. So yeah, it's fine. Okay. Well, <laughs> namely the ending, which we'll get yes. to. So the the story starts out. Uh, she's she's writing a story because she's a magazine writer, mm-hmm. I guess, um, in Bali, and she's interviewing a medicine man. And she's asking him kind of like about her relationship. He's having her or she's having him read her palm, which have you ever had your palm read? I don't know. Probably one of those like weird places like on Venice Beach. I have not, but I would really <laughs> like to do it at some point. But anyways, so he says that, you know, in your life, you're going to have one long relationship, one short relationship. You're going to lose all your money at some point, but then you're going to get it all back right away. And he said, you're going to come back to Bali and I, you're going to live with me and you're going to teach me English and I'm going to teach you everything. And then he ends up giving her this picture of this guy who has a fern for a head. Mm-hmm. And then he says something very, you know, wise <laughs> in there. Um, doesn't in the book, doesn't he mention that she's going to have a kid? Yes. Uh, I think she said more than one. I think yeah. Like and there's no mention yeah. of kids in the movie. Yeah. So well, my favorite thing is she's like, so am I in the short marriage? Or yeah. The long like, right let now? me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, that's a good point. Like currently she's still married to, to her husband in, right. in New York. So we flash forward six months later and she's at a party with all of her friends and she ends up talking to her friend Delia a little bit later in the party. Like, you know, have you always wanted to be a mom? You know, like, and her friend's like, yeah, like, she's like, I had a box under my bed with all these, clothes. yeah, all this stuff. <laughs> and like, you can tell right away that like, Elizabeth's like, okay, like, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't I feel that way? And I think that is something like you and I constantly talk about our friend groups talk about, because I mean, it's important to, to note right now, Elizabeth is 34 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm currently 34 years old. You're a few years younger. Um, so it's just one of those things that's very like, yeah. yeah. That was like the- point one. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah, in, we're I'm right there. This. We're this right there. Life. Like <laughs> with the exception of not actually being married, but yeah. Way. So something they changed a little bit. They made her husband very much more aloof. I think in the movie, yeah. they have him talking about changing careers, maybe wanting to go back to school. And you can tell that that's not like, she's like, that's not her jam. Like yeah. she's like, just pick something. Like, I don't care what you do. Like just pick something <laughs> and it. stick with it. Uh, that's not in the book at all. No, he, you get the sense that like, they're not on the same page, yeah. but not so much because of him. It's just like, they're not at the same level in terms of like their life 
balance. Right. And you can clearly tell that. Yeah. But he's not like a total like bum in yeah. the book. <laughs> and she starts, you know, she starts thinking like he might not, you know, she might not want, want to be married anymore. She might want to be doing something else, not <laughs> with him. So she goes to the bathroom and she, and she prays. And I, this, it, I wish they would have done a little bit more. Cause it's kind of like a pivotal moment mm-hmm. in the book uh, where she's in the bathroom, she's crying, she's having this moment. So she like gets on her knees and she starts praying. And then basically once she's done praying it, all she is like, she can, something's telling her to just like, Go back to bed. Yeah. Like, just go to bed. Which is similar, like, when I remember when I went through my breakup with my fiancé, like, I just remember always being like, just go to sleep. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. You're never... And then, like, every night when it was, like, there was, like, a hard night, it's like, just go to bed. Just go to bed because you're going to wake up and you're going to... It's going to be different tomorrow, you know? And so, like, I totally, like, felt that, except she went back to bed and then tells her husband, like, I'm out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I don't want to be married anymore. So... We then see her, she's like in the bathtub. She's like starting to like learn Italian. Uh, she goes and, and is like living with her friends, mm-hmm. which I don't remember her doing in the book. It doesn't. I mean, they separate and then like the battle of, you know, the divorce is intense, but they don't mention her moving. I think they just find their own places. Yeah. So then we see that her and her friend went to this like, improv play thing and that's where she like meets david and he's performing and they like make well, eyes performing her piece i think because yeah. she's like that's not how i wrote that or something like that I was yeah like, okay yeah it was very bizarre uh, but they ended up meeting after the bar at like the after party and then david ends up telling her about how he has like this guru, this like yoga guru and, you know, all of this stuff in India. And Dave is just very much a free spirit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but she ends up getting into a relationship with David. Uh, and they, she describes it pretty beautifully in the book about how intense it is yeah. and how it's just like way more of like a physical relationship than like an emotional one. I don't think they did a great job of no, explaining I, it I just feel the like they didn't give it enough time to kind of like simmer, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, here's David and we're going to date her a little bit and then boop, right. let's go to the next thing. Which, yeah. again, for time purposes. But I agree. I think they, they, she, Elizabeth, talks about her relationship in much more depth in the book. Yeah. He ends up taking her to this yoga chanting session, which I was super into yoga. I, I do love yoga and I believe in the power of yoga. Mm-hmm. Um I never went to a chanting session. Yeah. Like there's like, there's like a level of like everyday yoga. And then there's like crazy, like involved yoga. Well, and I think <laughs> I'm, if I'm, I'm, if I'm incorrect, I apologize to those that are yogis, but this scene was a guru Gita, which we yes. learn about later when she's in India. So yes, to that point, it is much <laughs> yeah. more intense than a normal yoga session. Yeah. I like would go in, do my 26 poses and then I would leave. <laughs> like that's how far I would go. Um, but we then see, you know, that her husband is just very much like not wanting to give her a divorce. Um, we see them at like the divorce lawyers. Um, she even like at one point offers him everything and he's still like, yeah. No, like I just want you. And I, the struggle between them in the book is a lot more intense and is a lot longer than yeah. they make it seem in the, in the movie. Um, because like there's this long period of time where it's like, they don't know if they're going to have to end up going to court. Like there's, it's a lot bigger of a battle than it was explained right. in the movie. Right. I feel like they almost made it like comical in the movie. I'm like, this isn't funny. Like, yeah, he's actually like hurting. <laughs> yeah. And 
we then start seeing, you know, her spark with David, this new relationship she's in. We see it like starting to go out, you know? And again, it's not just dis- like, you're kind of like, Hey, what, what's happening? Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's, again, it's described in the book so much more in depth that I think you just kind of lose it. And you're like, okay, like, why is she on the floor crying? Like, why? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, well, and it, it's important to know, obviously. I mean, this line has been said time and time again. The best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Right. And like, clearly this is like proof of that, that it does not really necessarily work. And she's mm-hmm. essentially throwing her negative experience with her husband into this new relationship, yeah. bringing that baggage over and it's boiling over and yeah. not working. Yeah. So... We then see that she has now decided that she just wants to go away for a year. Uh, And she's going to go to Italy. She's going to go to India and to Bali. And did you know where Bali was before knowing where Bali was? You mean in Indonesia? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I did. Okay. Why? Well, I just remember when I like told people I was going to Bali a couple years ago. Same situation. Like no one really knew. I think I would have thought that Bali was like the country yeah you know not like the city in the country of indonesia (laughs) well and like indonesia is a bunch of islands essentially so bali is one of the the main okay so now i have to ask you so she decided on italy india and bali indonesia you can't say any of these because you've been to two of these but if you had to do three in a year where would you go for those same things Eat, no, no. Like if you were like, "Hey, I'm leaving for a year. I'm gonna go okay. live in these three countries for the for the next year." Okay, where would you go? Um, I would pick Greece. Okay, I would pick. That's a good one. Somewhere in Asia. Let me think. Um, hmm. Thailand. Ooh. And I would pick. That's a tough one too. Oh. Maybe Australia, maybe not. Maybe, like the outback of Australia, not like Sydney. You're not going to the outback. Excuse me. You, you don't presume to know me. I do know you and you're not going to the outback. If I fall in love with a beautiful Australian man, absolutely I'm going to Australia. I'm going to the outback. Shut up. It was my three choices. It's fine. What are you going to pick? Um, Greece is a good one. Mm-hmm. I think I would actually go to Italy. Yeah. I've never been. I think I'd go just for like the food yeah. in general. It's incredible. And then I would probably do Japan. Ooh. Because okay. that's definitely on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Also for the food yeah. and just like yeah. the culture. And it's a toss up for me between like in Ireland or like Iceland, but probably Ireland because I want to like, I love like the history and yeah. like the castles and all of that stuff. Now I feel like we have to pick a third world country because technically. Isn't India a third world country? True. Or okay. at least the, like, to, to experience, like, the mm-hmm. slums of a, a country. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we picked very easy. We did. We picked Australia. <laughs> That's basically America. You might as well have said Canada. Um, the toilets flushed the other way. <laughs> so it. Okay, if I had to do a to third world country. Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to say something and you're going to be like, it's not third world. Um, I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't. I actually don't even know if India is technically a third world country or not. But something parts that's, of it, yeah. might, I'm sure. Um. Oh goodness. Maybe like in 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 Egypt. Maybe is that definitely third, not, a not third, third world. world? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's one of the most expensive countries. Really? Okay. I don't gotcha. know. See, that's why I literally you, you literally just proved my point. Oh no, somewhere in Africa. Okay. I could do. I could do like a Kenya maybe. Okay. I don't know if that's a third world country either, but you know, somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. out there. If I had to do that, I think I would switch out um, 
Thailand for Cambodia. Okay. Um, my brother has been to like the Southeast mm-hmm. Asia area and he like he got to work with like children in a school teaching them English and things like That'd that. Cool. Like that would be super cool. I think that was that would be my swap. Anyway, now that we've digressed <laughs> completely, um, well, I had to ask. Hit, hit us up on Instagram and tell us what your yeah. what your choices would be. So after she decides that she is, you know, going to go to those three countries for the year, we find out that that her husband Stephen has signed the divorce papers. Um, but this is what we were mentioning a little bit ago. So. in the movie it basically seems like okay the divorce papers are signed like i'm just gonna get up and leave Mm -hmm. he has all my money and then you're kind of like wait what right that's not what happens in the book no in the book um his prophecy actually comes to to fruition so essentially she loses all her money in the divorce but then gets the um notice that she got this book deal and essentially the advance for her book deal is what allows her to go on this trip. So yeah, I think it's really important to kind of point out that she went there for a reason. It wasn't just to eat, pray, love. Yeah. It was for work. (laughs) Well, and I don't Um, understand why they wouldn't have put that in the movie. I don't either. It's weird. So now we're in Italy and she's living in this like really old apartment building, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really run down. Um, I would have loved to see what the place she actually lived in looks like. Yeah. Um, But there's like this like little old lady running around trying to explain things to her in in Italian. (laughs) Can I also just, okay, I'm going on a tangent for a second here. I had some like PTSD. So my freshman year of college, I was like, okay, I took French all through high school. Mm -hmm. I get to college and I need to take a foreign language. Hannah, take French. You know French. No. I want to take Italian. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So the first day of college, first class of college, I go into my Italian class, and it's this little tiny Italian lady from Florence (laughs) who speaks nothing but Italian. And I literally cried almost every single day. Um, I ended up getting a D in it, but unfortunately, it was like a D, and it was like five credits, so it was like just ruined my my GPA. Um, But I did not continue. But it was very hard. Um, You should have. I should should take French. You should have taken French. I took the even more easy route. You said Farsi. I definitely that is Farsi. One thousand percent cheating. It's not though because I don't really know how to read and write, and the majority of that class True. was to read and write. I True. did know the letters, so I had like a little bit of an yeah. upper hand. But there was a kid in my class who, white boy, didn't know a lick of Farsi, was taking Farsi and Mandarin, and like was doing better than I was. It's so wild. <laughs> Some people, it's I, I one thousand percent. Think there's something in your brain. Mm-hmm. You either pick it up or you don't, and yeah. then don't. It's like a even, left brain, right brain Even thing. I took you four years of French in, in high school, and I still was not good at it. Like, if you went to France, could you get no, around? No, absolutely. Not oh, now. Wow. But I wish... I probably could have if I would have, like... Because I probably would have done okay in college. We're going to test this. The next time my sister-in-law is in town, I'm going to have her try to have a conversation with you it's in French. Not gonna, it's not going to work out well. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Sometimes it's muscle memory. Yeah, true. So anyways, she's having trouble communicating with this with this woman because she doesn't really know, you know, Italian. Yeah either and i mean god bless everyone in europe that most people know how to speak english over there too they don't appreciate they would rather speak their own language but us lazy americans don't speak english in france that's why i don't want to go to france they will yell at you (laughs) anyways she ends up meeting sophie um this little swedish girl Mm -hmm. in a busy coffee shop and I feel like in the movie, they made her and Sophie's friendship seem way closer than it was in the book. Like, they spend a lot of time together, but... Uh, Yes and no. I actually thought that that kind of level of friendship is definitely what they kind of started. The the difference is in the book, she actually meets her in language class. Yeah. They don't mention her. They don't mention the, the classes at all. Yeah. So very different from the way that they kind of meet in the movie, but... 
either way. Yeah, so she, you know, we see her wandering the city, and then we see her um, at lunch uh, with a very attractive man, you know, speaking and practicing Italian. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I needed to, well, like, practice Italian with this gorgeous Italian man. Sure. You know? Were there I don't no know. gorgeous Italian men in your class? No, I went to Kansas. It was a bunch of oh. white people. Yeah, well. um, but anyway, so yeah, but that's good to mention, though, like, in the in the movie she doesn't take those actual classes at all Mm -hmm. she just gets this tutor yeah in the book she's taking like actual like courses Mm -hmm. um and then we do meet luca spaghetti hold on you're gonna totally bypass her favorite word that she learns during this tutor session i don't know how to say it i'm gonna gonna try it okay because i actually really like it too okay i'm a big fan of like weird names like yeah. or weird words in french i love the phrase come see come sa mm-hmm. which essentially means so so i knew that yeah i knew that that's my favorite word um so let's see so <laughs> here we go the word is atravers hold on atraversiamo i feel like that's pretty good right it very had a fart your farsi uh, yeah, you know. accent atraversiamo mm-hmm. and it means to it means let's cr- let's cross over yes so but she doesn't in the book though she doesn't she doesn't pick up that word while they're talking it's like no, when they're out like, and oh, about that's cute yes so she finds her favorite okay word. now we're meeting lucas okay. spaghetti. now we meet lucas spaghetti in the barbershop <laughs> of all places um and you know he's trying to explain to her you know like americans don't know pleasure and she's like what are you talking about he's like you guys are always trying to like do something to get somewhere and you don't you guys can't just enjoy just like sitting down and doing nothing yeah like, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll be the first one to meet, admit that, like, unless I'm sitting there watching a movie that is just for my pure enjoyment, yeah. like, even think about reading, <laughs> we're reading for the podcast, you're reading for the, your bookstagram, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's, always, there's, you know, I mean, we go get like our nails done, but, but like, again, that's like, again, it's to look, good. No, totally. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Like, I totally get what he was saying, you know, about that. So, uh, we then see her having, you know, dinner with all of her friends. And again, I don't think this is exactly how it happens in the book, but they're all at dinner. She's now like basically fluent in Italian. I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Clearly some time has passed. <laughs> yeah. And they all talk about how each city has like a different word and how Rome, which is where they are, the word is sex there. And then mm-hmm. they have, you know, different words for different cities. And then each person goes around and kind of says, what word are they? And they get to her and she's like, I don't know. Like, and I don't know what my word would be. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like we did something like this or like... <laughs> Didn't we do something like this? In oh, I'm sure we did. Episode? I don't know. But yeah, so, you know, and... What I thought was interesting is when, the, in the movie, when they ask her what what the word for New York is, yeah. she says ambition. Yeah. In the book, they say achieve. True. And I was like, interesting. I personally think achieve makes a little bit, it's, it's yeah. a little bit more on par. And then she also says that LA, I think, is succeed. Yeah. Which I was like, that's interesting. I don't know why they went with ambition instead. But. Arizona would be lazy. <laughs> hot <laughs> sweaty hell yeah. uh so then her and sophie decide that they want to go to naples to have pizza which Duh. is obviously so they end up going to this very famous like pizzeria in naples where where pizza was created and they talk about how much how much weight they've gained throughout this trip i'm like same why are you wearing jeans like and then they go like a little bit they go and like shop for jeans i was like why are we shopping for jeans i guess this is more before the leggings craze 100 percent. yeah you know I so actually, i still wear jeans on a daily basis 
Yeah, I mean, I do. T- I have jeans. I have a couple pairs of jeans. Do I want to wear them all the time? No, you wear jeans a lot more than I, I do. do. I wear. A lot. I just think I look better in jeans, but that's so. Just me. And then we see, you know, them going to watch a soccer game because soccer is really big in Italy. It's called football. Football. And then we see them going to buy, you know, bigger pairs of jeans. And then they end up going to visit all, like, the Roman ruins and and all those, like, really cool areas in Italy. And then we see her kind of having these, like, flashbacks of David, her relationship, and kind of where they were and, and all this stuff. And we can see that it's still very much with her. And she ends up sending David an email and it and breaks up with him. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, is that he writes her back in in the book. Yeah. In the movie, he doesn't write her back. They end up having a phone call a little bit later. later. Yeah. Um, not sure why they did that. Who knows? Because in the book, he's kind of like, okay. <laughs> well, and like, yeah, the way that we kind of get, clearly they like each other. They, they, but I, I feel like in the book, she was really throwing herself into this. Mm-hmm. Whereas David was like, yeah, this is cool. Like we're chilling. We're yeah. whatever. But, like, there was a little bit of a disconnect. Whereas in the movie, I feel like the the relationship was a little bit more on par with how both of them felt about right. each other. So so she never, she never, you know, she never hears back from him at this point in the movie. Uh, we then see them going to their friend's mom's house, I guess, for <laughs> yeah. dinner, which is not for Thanksgiving, basically. Right. Which is not, I would, they changed this storyline a little bit and I'm really bummed about it because I thought it was really cute in the book. Well, they go to, I think their friend's friend's house, yeah. right? Who has like uh, kids and like, um, but I don't know why, I guess maybe because of like the family ties and the fact that yeah. it's Thanksgiving, but I don't think Italians actually celebrate Thanksgiving. Right. So it's like, what difference does it make? But I don't know why they chose to. Yeah, because in the book, it's like Luca Spaghetti's birthday and it happens to be on Thanksgiving. So he's like, I want a full American Thanksgiving. And then he like doesn't defrost the turkey. And so I thought it was really cute in the book. (laughs) And I thought it was a miss in in the movie. Um, But they end up, something that they mentioned in the book though, is she was like, well, I mean, we could still cook it, but it's not going to be ready till the morning. But they don't actually do it in the book. But in the movie, they do. They do end up defrosting (laughs) it and cooking it overnight and having it. Um, for breakfast the next Could morning. Could you imagine if we did that? Like, if we just spent all day, like, on Thanksgiving, just mm-hmm. eating random stuff, and then we actually cooked the turkey over dinner, I like, I feel overnight. like we should, because then we eat random stuff throughout the day, and then we can go shopping. Yeah. And then take a nap, and then wake up, and then there's a turkey there. I, that I'm, sounds I'm fabulous. That. Um, Hannah and I are, like, hardcore Black Friday shoppers. Yes. Like, we have a system and everything. Yes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Even during the pandemic, we went. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we should try that this yeah, year. I'm totally for it. <laughs> uh, so a couple, so that's kind of where Italy ends mm-hmm. in the movie. A couple things that we missed um, that I'd like you to touch on is the battle that she has with depression in Italy in the book. Yeah. So in Italy, she, uh, well, it's interesting because I feel like in the movie, like her struggle and her depression doesn't really hit until she gets to India. Yeah. But in the book, it actually starts way earlier in Italy. Mm-hmm. She's actually on like anti-anxiety meds and like, she's trying to basically cope with the, fa- mm-hmm. she's trying to basically cope with the fact that like her marriage has ended. Mm-hmm. This other relationship that she was in essentially is gone now too. Yeah. And she doesn't know herself and she's like, you know, yeah. confused. Um, so yeah, she goes through a, a, a big issue of, of depression in Italy that leads into India. Right. Which is one of those things I was talking about earlier. Like I thought that was such an important part of her story Mm -hmm. and her struggle that you don't get in the movie. 
more importantly than that, like all throughout the book, you don't get her inner dialogue, which right. I thought was so important right. and so interesting. And she does a very good, like, she's she almost writes it as satire. Like, it's mm-hmm. com- comedic, but, like, there's deep meaning into, like, all the things right. that she's saying. So we definitely miss that. Like, in the movie, yeah, Julia kind of says commentary, but not But really. not much. One other thing we miss out in Italy is that she has... Two different times she has people come visit her in Italy. That's right. Her sister comes to visit her, which we don't get any of her Mm-mm. sister at all, which is important to note because later on I'll mention something that happens in India that's related to her family. And then the other one is, I think, a friend that she knows from college that comes and visits and then they go kind of gallivanting to yeah. the other parts of Italy with each other. So all in all, Italy's pretty on par. I wanted to see more food. Yeah. Oh my God. The scene where she's like eating the spaghetti. So good. I'm like, I wanted to see more gelato. I wanted to see more pasta. I was bummed about the gelato because literally in the book, every waking moment she has available, she's eating gelato. Right. (laughs) Which is the how you want to do it. Right. There's a delicious gelato place right next to the Trevi Fountain that's just like chef's kiss. And then we have the G spot in Scottsdale. (laughs) Not even the same. (laughs) No. So now we're in India. Uh, In the book, she actually goes home for Christmas and then she goes to India. In the movie, we're led to believe she goes straight to India from from Italy. That's another piece. Like she has all of her stuff in a storage room in the Mm -hmm. movie. But in the book, she keeps it at her sister's house, which we don't get the sister. So it makes sense. So she arrives and she goes straight. She arrives at what do they call this? The... The ashram ashram mm-hmm. and she goes straight into this like chanting session the one that basically exactly the what is it called guru gita guru gita as she did with david um when she first met him and she just seems very lost um in the book it's actually new year's day or new year's eve mm-hmm. um when she arrives and right off the bat in the movie we uh we see richard from texas we meet him a little bit later in the book while yeah. she's in in india um but right away we get at least a sight of him in the movie we come to find out that the guru that she's been dying to meet is not actually here. She's actually in New York City. Um, and then we meet her um, her roommate, Corella, which <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> and she has ta- taken a vow of silence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that happening in the book. I don't either. There's one scene in the book that happens with her roommate, which we'll touch on, mm-hmm. but I don't remember her. Being, right. like, I know that that was a thing, the vows, vows of silence, but not specifically her roommate. Yeah. So, which like, I would wish some people in my life would take a vow of silence, but I'm not going to name names. <laughs> she's not talking about me. <laughs> no. Um, that would be really hard for this a, podcast. How about you. a vow of silence from social media? Ooh, there are some people that yeah. I wish would do that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so while they're there, they each have to do some sort of task or job. And her job, unfortunately, is washing the floors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so she, And she kind of, um, you know, you can tell that she hates it. But they keep, in the book, she describes it's like the nice, cool marble floors. I was like, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> you know, like the dogs are always wanting to lay on the nice tile. Do you want to be scrubbing it, though? No, I'm exactly. just saying it could be worse. Also, there's a lot of floor. True. <laughs> and probably sweaty floors. So she finally does formally meet Richard from Texas. And he has a nickname for her, which is groceries. Because she <laughs> eats so much. Because, uh, you know, she just came from Italy where she's been gorging herself. And now she's in India where in the book they describe as everything's vegetarian. Right. Um, so we're, you know, led to believe that that's how it is in the movie as well. Uh, she has a lot of trouble meditating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Richard's trying to really just give her tough love. And is like, just... 
you know, let it be like, it'll happen. There's a lot more struggle in the book of her not being able to meditate. Yeah. So this like the Guru Gita specifically is one that she really struggles with. Like everyone else seems to be like, a okay. She's like in like hot sweats and like, she's like, I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, and again, I'm not familiar with yoga, you know, rituals and like that, but I do know that your mind has to be very, Mm -hmm. you know, relaxed and kind of empty essentially to allow that to work. And she clearly has, this is another part of the book that I wish we would have gotten. Like we got a little bit of the inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. but like she's constantly battling with her head and I'm the same way. Like when I put my head down to go to bed at night, like everything from the past 30 (laughs) years of my life just comes rushing in. So I get it. Um, But yeah, much more intense in the book versus the movie. Right. Uh, And at this point, this is where David get, she gets a call from David and David, you know, they kind of end their relationship at this point. Again, not sure why they needed to bring it into India in the movie, but they did. So her and David are now, you know, broken up, but she, she's very much like, kind of like me where she wears her emotions on her sleeve. Like you can tell if something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So Richard's like, you know what you need? You need a thumbs up. And that's the soda that we were talking about earlier. And so they go into kind of town and they, they have a soda and, you know, he tells her like, you need to pick, you know, you need to pick a devotion. Like you need to decide why you're doing this and dedicate your practice to that. And so I think that's, you know, probably what she was really missing. That, I mean, that was probably the biggest, like, you know, struggle with her that we didn't, again, it, there was so much more struggle in the book yeah. than, than we were led to believe in the, in the movie. But so now she's back and before, when I was talking about when she was washing the floor, she actually ends up meeting a 17-year-old girl whose job is also that. Mm-hmm. She's a very, very devoted um, to God yogi yeah. who, from India. Yeah. Um, but we find out that this girl is... It's very different between the book and the movie. Uh, but in the movie, she is getting married. Mm-hmm. That she's, you know, through arranged marriage, which is, you know, very common there. And Begrudgingly, because yeah. earlier we learned that, like, that's not what she wants. She wants right. to go to America and study and, like, you know, essentially do kind of what Liz or a lot of Western women mm-hmm. get the chance to do. Right. So now she's having to get married to this guy who is basically doing everything he wants. Mm-hmm. And now she's, you know, having to fall into this norm in this culture. And then in the movie, we go to the wedding. Yeah. The wedding happens. And that she doesn't in the book, she doesn't even have this guy isn't even there yet no and i didn't like that i didn't like the like addition of that i do feel like it kind of took away from like tulsi's or tootsie however her name was said in the movie um kind of from her independence and that like and i was like okay here we go another like typical marriage situation where this girl falls into it which is crazy because and i'm sure you were gonna get to it but you know how liz is supposed to find something to like devote her you know her prayer to and her her um uh, time in India, and she chooses her, the the girl, <laughs> yeah, um, to dedicate it to. Which in the movie or in the book, excuse me, she dedicates it to her nephew, yeah, who we don't know anything about in the movie because her family essentially doesn't exist. It made so much more sense for her to dedicate it to someone in her family, right, <laughs> than this like random girl that she met. But yeah, it's very know. strange because. Yeah, we, we fully get to this wedding of this 17-year-old girl. And I thought it was very interesting how she described it in the book about basically how, like, once she's 17, like, 
basically like a telegram goes out and is like, mm-hmm. my, here's my daughter who wants to marry her. And I actually think that is more the process, the process yeah. that probably goes into that, all that is more interesting than actually seeing this wedding. Well, I don't know if you saw or have seen, I think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure, but there's actually like a new show uh-huh. dedicated to this. Exactly. Ooh. Like Indian matchmakers who like find these like couples and like I'm bring them to, together. I'm going to need to watch yeah. that. It's very, very fascinating. I haven't watched it yet, but very much so. And like, it's not just in India, like, you know, having, oh, yeah. having um, been born in Iran, like, that's common, mm-hmm. pretty common in Iran, too. Yeah. Um, not so much as before, but it's very widely known in yeah. the Eastern countries, not so much in the West. So then while she's at the wedding, she's kind of having, like, you know, imagining her, you know, Elizabeth's own wedding with Stephen and, like, their first dance, which was kind of weird and awkward Mm -hmm. and it i'm not i didn't love that they brought that into it um and then cruella starts talking her roommate starts talking and she doesn't stop talking and then the the movie just kind of like jumps and is like liz then gets like offered to get off of the floor cleaning duty and she's now the welcoming committee for the new members Mm -hmm. and then she sees an elephant walk up and then she's done with india and i'm like whoa 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 (laughs) like so much more happened in the book before she leaves india so again she's still struggling even almost towards the end she is still struggling with her meditation and this guru gita And something, her roommate does something to her that helps her. So similar to, like, similar to the movie, Richard tells her, like, you need to keep at this every single day. Even if it kills you, like, you got to keep going for it. Uh, So begrudgingly in the book, every single day she wakes up at three in the morning and, like, gets her life together and goes. Well, one day she realizes that her roommate has locked her in Mm -hmm. to their room. And so she's like, crap, like, I need to get out of here. What's fascinating is like in an, in her normal, like realistically, she would have just been fine not going, but her dedication now, she realizes she actually is committed because she goes through the window of yeah. the room to actually get to the Guru Gita <laughs> instead of being like, ah, well, I can't make it. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. It actually showed her devotion to letting this process work for her, which yeah. we didn't get in the movie. And then, so like basically after she, you know, figures out like, yes, I am devoted to this. She's like, okay, I'm going to be the silent girl now. Like mm-hmm. I talk too much. Yeah. Um, and then that's when she gets the opportunity, right? In, right. The, in the book. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't, and I might be wrong. Doesn't she decide she wants to like do this? Or is she asked to, do what? to the like leading of like the new recruits No, so in the in the book, she's like, all right, I want to like, you know, be silent. I want to be mm-hmm. like, I don't, I, I want to be so quiet. Everyone's like, ooh, I, that's the quiet. Who's the quiet girl in the back? And then literally the next day, they the like leader of that. So it's was, like yeah, the movie, yeah, oh, where okay. they're like, we need you to do this, and we need you to be very talkative and Got help it. these I, people. I missed that part, yeah. but yeah, that that was interesting. One other thing before we leave India here that I wanted to bring up that I should have brought up before because I just mentioned a little bit ago about Richard leaving mm-hmm. before Richard left. He ends up telling her in the movie, ends up telling her this story about losing his family and how one night he was drunk and he drove home and he almost hit his son in the driveway. And that night his wife ended up, you know, leaving him, like picking up the Mm -hmm. kids and leaving. And he doesn't have any relationship with his kids and nothing like that. That does not, that is, 
that's not it's a lie it's <laughs> a lie it's not a lie he, it is he, not true he does have a drinking and like drug problem like he is a recovering addict um but definitely doesn't almost run over his child no and he still definitely has a relationship, relationship yeah. with his kid yeah so i thought that was very strange Again, that whole dramatic effect type thing is happening here yeah like, especially in india i don't know what's going on i don't think that that was at all necessary but hey you know i'm not a director right, so. i guess so <laughs> now we head to bali the third and final stop on this journey. And she goes back to see the medicine man that, you know, we were introduced to at the very beginning of the story. And I love his name. And he doesn't remember her. He's like, who are you? What are you? And in the movie, she ends up showing him the picture that he had given Mm -hmm. her. And that's what is like, aha in the book. I think she mentions that she's a writer. I think that's when the light bulb goes off in his head. So she's helping him. He, I think in the movie, he actually asked, like, hey, can you write down all of my teachings and, yeah. and whatnot? And she's like, well, can't I just photocopy them? And they're like, no, you can't take them out of here. Yeah. Um, she does end up going and just photocopying, <laughs> photocopying them. It's a little different in the in the than in the book. He doesn't ask in the book. She kind of just does it out of the goodness of her own heart. And she does. She just takes them and essentially goes to the copy. I, I want to say it's only, like, one book. It's not, yeah. like, ten books um but yeah he she goes and just gets them photocopied and then bounds bounds it and like basically presents him with a brand new photocopied version of his teachings uh and then he's you know he you know like like they had planned before that he she was going to help him with his english and then he was going to kind of help her you know with her life and he tells her you know she needs balance in her life you know and that the best way to start with this is just to sit there and and smile and meditate in your whole smile in your whole body and she has this like the most awkward smile <laughs> um but i thought that was kind of cute you have to it, smile even in your liver oof, it's tough my liver does not like me not half sure. the time <laughs> not sure how my, my liver is like laughing most of the time yeah like, what are you putting like, what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing um so now she she ends up getting a bike. In the book, we actually get the description of her buying the bike, I think. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, we see her riding a bike. And as she's turning a corner, she ends up getting almost hit by this guy driving a car. And she gets ran off the road. She scratches her, her leg. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen in the... And you know, she, it ends up being this gorgeous man that that drives her off the road (laughs) that is not what happens in the book no well so in the book she does hurt her leg somehow i don't remember exactly what happens but basically she goes to the medicine man and she's like i need you to fix me and he's like well you're gonna need to go to a healer and she's aren't you the medicine man (laughs) yeah like i can't fix this so she ends up going to um yn who we Mm -hmm. do meet in the movie but the whole bike car situation is not does not not happen So she ends up going to the he- the healer, the why is it YN? YN, um, which is so interesting. So in the book, they explain mm-hmm. that the names of um, Indonesian children are mm-hmm. named by first, second, third, and fourth. Yeah, um, I can't remember which one YN is. I think it's second. Um, fascinating because when we were in Bali, me mm-hmm. and my friends, our driver. His name was YN. Oh. And like they even say in the book, like they kind of differentiate them by what they do. So yeah. like YN, our YN was a driver. Huh. So it's like YN, the driver, essentially. And oh. I actually follow him on Instagram because he's oh, like, that's funny. He's popular. <laughs> um, but he was like the best tour guide yeah. on the planet. That's so anyway, funny. very interesting. I thought that was cool when I was reading 
So while she's there getting getting healed, um, she ends up meeting um, a woman by the name of Armani, I think Ar- her yeah, name is. Um, she ends up inviting her to kind of come to this dance party thing um, that's happening that night. And so she then, and I guess we don't really get it so much in the movie. She ends up kind of building a, a pretty good friendship with YN. Yeah. And or a good rapport with her and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And we get all that. It, kind of gets brushed over a little bit in the yeah. movie or quite a bit in the movie. Um, so anyway, she gets invited to this, this party and she ends up seeing the guy in the movie who runs her off the road, who happens to be Felipe. Mm-hmm. And he just happens to be divorced as well. <laughs> and just a little lost. Um, she does show interest in him and likewise back, but she ends up dancing with this younger guy um, and she dances with him all night. They end up leaving to go to the beach together. And this is where we see the the rear nudity <laughs> because he ends up asking her to like go skinny dipping. And he's like, everyone should have a love affair in Bali. And that doesn't happen in the book. No, but I loved that she was like, I dated you like 16 years ago. Right. I dated you six months ago. Right. Basically saying like, you're my go-to yeah. kind of guy and I'm trying to stop that right. cycle. So I appreciated that. I really liked that a lot. So she ends up leaving him on the beach and is like, no, I'm good. And when she leaves, she ends up running into into Felipe who, um, you know, I think he ends up taking her home at that point. Yes, I believe so. And so the we she wakes up the next morning and she's super hungover and he's so cute. He brings her this like nasty hangover cure. And <laughs> can we just talk about that cute little bungalow that she oh, rents? I'm so like, cute. Can I have that? I would for like, like to super live in cheap, that. right? Yeah, yeah super cheap. Yeah. And so he brings her this really cute like hangover and then he like offers to be like her tour guide. That does not happen in the he does not bring her this cute little hangover yeah. cure. Um, but I guess for you know cuteness effect they added that to the movie uh he ends up taking her back home to like cook dinner and they talk about their divorces and we see where this is all going something important too that same day that he brings her the concoction he gets a phone call Mm -hmm. from a son that we don't get in the book no there's no son (laughs) he does have children yeah but but we don't we don't hear them uh the next day she ends up going back to the medicine man with him, mm-hmm. with Felipe, and you know he he's getting his palm read, and basically he's he just wants to know if he's going to get his heart broken again, and because that's like his biggest fear. And at this point, I don't know, I don't remember who needs this or who said this, but this is one of my favorite quotes in the whole movie of like. I, I don't remember it, but they said it to Liz and they're like, you don't need a man. You need a champion. Mm. And I'm like, I think Felipe is the one that yeah. says it. I'm like, yeah, like that's what we all need. I don't need a man. I just need someone who's there to like cheer me on in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that quote. So you just mentioned how he had gotten that phone call from mm-hmm. a son. Well, the son actually ends up coming to visit in the movie, which again, does not happen in the book. So like he is my Australian like yeah. guy that I need to meet. Yeah. Like, he was very good looking. Accent. Like oh, I love Australian. But accent. it was a very cute scene. Like we get to see the relationship with his sons yeah. and, and maybe that's something that did actually end up happening that didn't make it into the book. I don't know. I feel Who like knows? That would be a pretty important thing to leave out of your own memoir. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I just thought it was weird that it was yeah. added, you you know, yeah. um, but after the son leaves, he ends up putting like this mixtape on and then <laughs> makes his move finally, because at this point they still are pretty platonic, mm-hmm. um, but they do end up sleeping together. And that's something important to know yeah. in the book. They they really build a good friendship base. Yeah. 
because she's there for three or four months. So, mm-hmm. like, they have some time to actually, like, build upon their friendship. Because the whole time she's like, no, no, like, I'm not yeah. trying to, I'm not here for a relationship. I'm right. here to find myself and work on myself. So, right. we kind of missed that in the movie. So, like I said before, we kind of miss out on this whole relationship, friendship that she has with YN. Mm-hmm. And we find out, you know, that her and her daughter really want this house, you know, and, and whatnot. She ends up writing an email in in the movie to all of her friends and ends up raising $18,000. She ends up in the movie, she ends up giving her the $18,000 and in the next scene they're building a house. <laughs> There's a lot more to that story in the in the book. Yeah. So when she originally meets YN, um she also sees like two small girls in like a different room come to find out that she Wyan is actually fostering these two orphans mm-hmm. essentially so she's got her own daughter who she's a divorcee she's raising this kid on her own plus these two orphans so she's struggling clearly um so when liz does this to like you know help her out she's like fully with the intent of like okay this will be a new start for Wyan. it'll mm-hmm. be great so once she gives her the money and they do the transfer Wyan starts looking for a place well it takes some time because mm-hmm. apparently no place is like perfect. It has to have yeah. the right Zen or whatever they call it. And like, it has to have, you know, it has to happen on an auspicious day and if yeah. something <laughs> important has to happen, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, come to find out that she's kind of leading her on, mm-hmm. um, Wyan is because, um, and, and Felipe does warn her at some point in the book, like, be careful, make sure yeah. that she actually uses the, this money to buy a house. Right. Essentially by the end of the book, we realize that Wyan and really, Balinese people in general mm-hmm. tend to try to, like, milk the cow for as much as they possibly mm-hmm. can. So once she realizes that Liz will kind of do whatever for her, she's trying to get even more out of yeah, her. Yeah, she, like, asks for more yeah. money. So she finds this pot of land, and, and she's gonna she was going to originally buy, like, two acres, essentially, of it. But now she's like, well, I need the whole area because I need to put up a clinic, and I need to do this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And when uh, Liz talks to Felipe, he's like, well, I kind of tried to warn yeah. you. Like, she's trying to milk you for all you got. And so Liz comes up with this, like plan to trick her into thinking that everybody is is mad at her Mm -hmm. because they think that she's cheating them and she's lying to everybody and that's what is like the catalyst she's like okay no 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 like i'll go buy the house i'll go get it (laughs) so she does eventually buy the land but yeah we totally missed that entire like plot right (laughs) so at that point i was like why don't you just leave it out like if you're not going to go into that story why'd you even even do it um so then Liz ends up getting this like bladder infection and I don't know if it's the bladder infection infection. She's like, Oh, this is a bad sign. Like you can kind of see in the movie that she's like, "Uh Oh, like not everything's perfect or whatever. And she's meeting with Felipe. They're down kind of by the beach and you know, he wants to go on this trip and he's like, you know, let's figure out how we're going to split our lives between the two places. And he loves her so much. And she like freaks out and has this, like, I don't know if I can do this moment and says no. And like, they argue Mm -hmm. and he ends up leaving and she walks away. And does that even happen in the book? (laughs) No. So again, like I mentioned in the book, she does have hesitation in the beginning when they're still building their friendship. But once they're in, they're in. Right. Like they both are like fully into this relationship. And the interesting thing is, Liz is the one in the book that suggests going to this island. Right. Because she spent time at this island three years ago when she Mm -hmm. came on her original trip and she wants to have this new experience with Felipe here. Yeah. She's the one that actually prompts them to go on this like mini trip to the other island. So she ends up going in the movie now, she ends up going back to to Katut and like gives him that binded book, 
you know, that she had made the photocopies of. And, um, and he ends up telling her like, it's okay to like lose your balance if it's for love. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I think that's true too. Like you can be as well put together as you want. Once someone else comes into your life, you're going to get off balance because it's just somebody else coming into your life. But if it's worth it, like... Maybe that's my problem. You'll figure it out. I'm all about the balance. I'm all about my routine. Maybe that's my issue. You don't like it when guys come in and I don't like it when anyone comes in and ruins my routine. That's true. <laughs> Even <here>. my own dog. <laughs> that's true. Um, so she ends up... In the, in the movie, she ends up leaving Felipe this note to come meet her at the dock on Sunset... And then he does. And then she's like, I decided on my word, which is your Italian word that you love. Atraverisam. Yes. So you know, I messed yes. that up. Let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which means let's cross over. And then they ride away into the sunset in mm-hmm. love. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. The book is similar. Um, like I said, Liz is the one that takes him to the island. We get a, like, um, a excerpt from essentially that trip that she took originally three years mm-hmm. ago where she which was the catalyst for what caused her to go on this journey right. so that was interesting to read um but essentially yeah she asks him to go with her they spend time on that island that's when they discuss like how are they going to make this work let's split our time they it's aabb so they're going to mm-hmm. split their time between um america america australia because of his kids brazil and bali because he has to work in Bali and yeah. he's from Brazil originally. So that's when they have their conversation. The book essentially ends with them crossing over in, sen- in the sense of like going back to the main island mm-hmm. and then start their life together. Yeah. And they do, he, she does say the Italian word and all that good yeah. stuff, but it's a little different. Yeah. So they're very much in love at the end of this movie. Yes. They're very much, this is what she's been looking for. Happy ending. Mm-hmm. So we told you at the beginning we were going to give you the real life update on Elizabeth and Jose slash Felipe. Yes. Um, do you want to give them the bad news or would you like me to give them the bad <laughs> news? The um, weird news. We can give it together. So they did, in fact, so they got married in 2007. Um, they did, in fact, divorce in 2016. Um <laughs> The reason being, well, we think the reason being that she actually ended up falling in love with another woman. Yes. Um, And how about you tell them the rest of that? So after she divorced Jose, Felipe, she ended up, her one of her very best girlfriends ended up getting diagnosed with cancer, like terminal cancer. Well, that was kind of the catalyst of her being like, I'm actually in love with you. Mm-hmm. They end up getting married. She ends up getting married to this woman um, who ends up sadly passing away, I want to say like six months later. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert is now currently in a romantic relationship with her ex-wife's best friend. Who's a man? Who is a man. So this whole thing, love is love. I don't care who you love, but like that ruined the whole story for me. I wanted her and Felipe to be in love forever. Sure. But again, you got to remember this is a real life story. It is. And it real is. life is not a fantasy. And it usually is. things don't end the but way. But why? Like what a life she's lived. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very much so. Um, I'm sure she has more, even more life to live. I think she's only like 51. So like maybe she'll have another escapade and God knows where and fall in love with somebody else. So very, very, (laughs) I almost need like a sequel. (laughs) Like I would like to know. Where are they now? Where are they now? You know? So anyways, if we're talking about, did the, did the book stay true to the movie? I mean, yeah, there's some things that 
fluffed and some things yeah. that didn't fluff at all. <laughs> but I think for the majority of the movie, the plot line is essentially yeah. the same. They didn't like randomly have her going to a different city or, right. you know, <laughs> things like that. So I, I, I think that it did stay true to the book. So book or movie for you. So interesting enough, when we started this episode, I had a blank for what mm. I was going to pick because I was a little undecided. I liked the way that they did the movie, um, but I think I'm going to go with the book. Um, after having this conversation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that's the whole point of doing yeah. this, right? Is, yeah. You know, you could change your mind, but I didn't have my mind made up. So <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the book. I think, you know, it's it's said best from the person who lived it. Right. Um, and I do think that, you know, her inner dialogue was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the satire type of writing that she had was on point. Um, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with the book. I'm going to go with the book as well. I did struggle with this book a lot. I just kind of there was some of the chapters where it like went into like history and like backgrounds and stuff where I was like, all right. You got to do what I do. You got to listen while you read. Try it. It'll help. I promise. Maybe. Maybe. But anyways, I'm still going to go with the book regardless. Um, just because even though I love Julia Roberts, it didn't, it didn't feel it in my loins. I didn't love it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. You know? Sure. Gird your loins. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> you have it. <laughs> all right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you episodes at least 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our care and reviews. And then our drama level gets you everything I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you get access to our bonus content, including our movie serials, which... You just finished the book to our second one. It was a good book. I couldn't put Holy it down. Holy moly. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. We've literally been talking about how I we're going to do. It's, it's called Behind Her Eyes. It's a Netflix show. Um, and the book, the book is about only 300 pages, okay. which I know can be daunting, but mm-hmm. it's very fast paced. Got it. And I do think you'll kind of read it got pretty it. quickly. Well, so. now, now you're got on a time to. crunch. Now, now I got to go. Now I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be coming soon. But currently we do have um, the Firefly Lane series on uh, our Patreon as well. So all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls. And up next we are doing, we're keeping it on the international, <laughs> you know, theme. And sure. we're doing memoirs of a geisha. Yes. This was uh, specifically requested by one of our friends who does not read books, no. but she insisted that she, she loves, loves the, the movie. movie so much that we had to do it. And I told her, you have to read the book then. I don't think she will, no. though. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.